really it's like this superhuman state you're in and you feel stronger happier more alive in that state than you will in any other state you do yeah and and i've seen things like you know 75 year old men on the back end of cancer um that have never had a history of exercise that with just simple breathing and they are simple that's the beauty these simple Simple. breathing techniques they're able to do 80 push-ups on one breath it's crazy wow and that's superhuman stuff that is and the beauty is being part of the human race is that we're all able to tap into this you're listening to everybody knows a podcast about you and me reconnecting with our body to discover life unhindered by disease. I'm your host, Ben Cleaver. Well, hey there. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I'm Ben, of course. Now, how would your life change if you could take full control of your mind to build a bulletproof life Kiss goodbye to anxiety and doubt and lock in on focus and belief and even take command through your mind of your body to heal itself, to rid pain and to even repel disease. Sounds good, right? But is it possible? Well, there's a crazy Dutchman called Wim Hof who is changing the game and disproving long-held beliefs on the limits of what is humanly possible through the power of the mind. This guy His other name is The Iceman. So if you haven't heard of him, do some Googling after you've listened to the episode, of course. It's all through breathing and cold exposure, stuff that costs not even a dime. And in this episode, I got to sit down with Damien Glynn, a disciple of Wim Hof, a high-performance coach and co-founder of the Better Everyday Project, who consults to some of the leading global brands to train their leaders in how to perform at their absolute peak, both mentally and physically. In this first of two parts of my interview with Damien, he lays out the philosophy, the science, and just what's possible here in transforming our health, happiness, and performance with these free and simple techniques. Then in part two, which is coming soon, we talk about my experience as Damien uh, led me a couple of weeks ago through a session of breathing and cold water exposure. And then we do a few rounds of the technique on air. What I love about this sort of stuff is this kind of exactly what I started this podcast about, reconnecting with the body and discovering perhaps what's hidden in plain sight, the abilities that we have to be able to take control of our health and the function of our body in ways that maybe have been lost. This is revolutionary, really, for me, and has been in the uh, in the year that I've practiced cold water exposure and now starting to practice some breathing techniques. Here's Damien Glynn. Enjoy this episode, guys, and thanks for tuning in. The topics and opinions discussed in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to treat or diagnose any medical condition or substitute for professional medical advice. If you have a condition or diagnosis, please consult your doctor or healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle. Damien, thanks for coming in, mate. I'm so looking forward to this. 
I'm ready. Oh, I'm so glad you're ready. Mate, I think we, we met due to my love of cold water and, uh, and, and breathing. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to, we want to go into, you obviously head up the Better Every Day project, which yep. is helping people to not only survive, <laughs> but thrive, right? Yes. High-performance athletes, um, business people, uh, to really go to the next level in their head, right? Yeah. Can you, well, let's go explain what you do and how you got there, but we're also heading towards why I wanted to bring you in is that you ran me through uh, what you'd call the Wim Hof method yeah. of breathing mm-hmm. combined with cold water therapy. If you don't know who Wim Hof is, uh, he's all over the internet. Check him out. Um, he's a crazy Dutchman. He is. That's <laughs> changing the game, which is really fascinating. Changing the game. Yeah. And why this is so interesting for me is that obviously I run this podcast, uh, Everybody Knows, and I am I have benefited from going deeper into what my body can do. To not only Every day, couldn't get up, um, suffering with... Um, couple of years after that, my health just declined, declined, declined. And um, so she was going out, you know, earning the, the money and doing everything at home. And obviously, uh, we weren't getting any real answers from um, the conventional medical field. Mm-hmm. Although, as we've said, I'm not against that because mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be alive. I've had a number of uh, surgeries to remove an abscess and stuff like that from the yeah. bowel, remove it a bowel, all that stuff. So we wouldn't be alive. You probably wouldn't be here today because yeah. of conventional medicine, but um, as we've been talking about, um, there's only so much, and it's all, often like an intervention yeah. that they that, that is used to kind of get us out of a really diseased state when um, to get us to a, a, a state of kind of default or I can do life okay yeah. and I can survive. Surviving, yeah. But what you do is help people to to thrive. Yes through the mind, through a mindset first. And I find that so important for people that are living with chronic disease and pain. Mm. That's where it starts. Yeah, it's very true. So um, to answer your question, what is Better Every Day? Uh, the Better Every Day project is um, originally was a philosophy around um, challenging this human conditioning around everything needs to be perfect. And I've been helping leaders um, be better at their jobs, whether it's sport or CEOs, um, from a human psychology point of view, for about mm. fifteen years. And um, you know, this idea of perfection is stopping people from really knowing themselves and stepping into the light because they're so fearful of failure. And so, better every day was a, a philosophy around 1% every day, look at getting better. So you learn from your failures. Mm. And we were helping people to focus on that and not not wear failure down. And so this philosophy two years ago turned into a commercial business that now we consult to some of the leading 
global brands on the planet, um, helping their leaders keep focused, stay on track, be motivated and inspired. Mate, that's huge. Uh, when you talk about those 1% or even just the whole concept of better every day, the 1%, you know, better, that for me, I remember taking a drive up the mountains a couple of – when I was starting this podcast a couple of months ago and just my wife is used to me kind of going on a spiel about, you know, what's what's coming out of here, you know, what I really want to do with the podcast. And it was like – it was like this concept of um, we often don't uh, – you know, we're looking for a, a magic pill, mm-hmm. the yeah. cure. Yeah, the cure. Right. That and if it's not the cure, if it's not the hundred percent, like it, this, this take this pill and it's going to solve all my problems, then it's almost like there's this there's this reluctance to kind of do the one percent, two percent, little things, tweaks in our life to bring about a eventual twenty percent, thirty percent, fifty percent, eighty percent improve improve in our in our bodies and our health state, right? Yeah. So we don't do those little things. And what it's, we're, it's interesting. What we're talking about today is breathing. Yeah. Very we're basic. We're talking about breathing. <laughs> all right? And where we're going with this, we're going to do an exercise later, right? Yeah. Uh, you took me through the, the the process a couple of weeks ago. We're going to talk about my experience. But what what's what's up for grabs here is well, what I've experienced through it yeah. and then we're going to yeah, hear yeah. about what you've found with people um, overcoming challenges. Tapping into your body's own pain relief, which is, uh, if you told me that before I'd experienced it, then I wouldn't have believed it, but I have experienced it and continue to practice. Um, Getting into a mind state where, and for me, anxiety is a big thing. I know it's a big thing for people struggling with disease as well. So getting into a state of feeling like um, this anxious state and um, and mind that's going everywhere. We're getting into a, a state of no mind. Yep. Where it's not triggering that emotional, constant emotional response, yeah. right? So that that's really helped me. Yeah. You know, well, we feel... call it the state of flow. State of flow. Okay. So in that state of flow is that um, you, you're in the, the equilibrium. You're, you're not feeling like supercharged with high energy of euphoria and you've got to go, 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 and you're not mm. in this really, you know, dark, toxic mind that can send you mm. into those anxiety states as well. You're right in the middle where you just feel it, it's – it's what, what I think humans are really searching for is this peaceful feeling of presence mm. and we call it no mind. So when you're not thinking, mm. you, you're able to live – in the world and experience it as mm. if rather than when you're in your mind, whether you're thinking positive or thinking ne- negatively, mm. you're not actually living in the present. You're living either in the future or you're living in the past. Absolutely. And so you, you forget to be. And that's one of the strongest forces in the human experience is that we do have the ability to control our mind. And that's what fascinates me is the human mind. And um, as we say with the Better Every Day Project, if you don't control your mind, your mind will control you. So own the mind and you own the game. You own, as you said, pain relief. You're owning your digestive system. You're owning your body's ability to stay in this homeostasis state, which is optimal health. Mm. And inside optimal health, there is no pain. There's only healing. Mm. And your cells are thriving. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And so then you feel like you're thriving and then mm. you're able to do more, mm. give more. And, you know, what What does that look like on the outside? Better parenting, better relationships. You know, yeah. and, and when you're starting to tap into everything. those aspects, your belief in your podcast gets bigger. It's, mm. it's, it's an expansion of, of self. It is. But, yeah, if, you, if we don't own that, Mm. Then, then something else is owning you. So that's what I'm really fascinated about. When we talk about the Wim Hof method, um, it's it's one of the most f- fascinating techniques in order to to activate this system and you know flow mm. state. Really, it's like this superhuman state you're in, and you feel stronger, happier, more alive in that state than you will in. Any other state. You do, yeah. And and I've seen things like, you know, 75-year-old men on the back end of cancer um, that have never had a history of exercise that with just simple breathing te- – and they are simple. That's the beauty. These simple, simple. breathing techniques, they're able to do 80 push-ups on one breath. It's crazy. Wow. And that's superhuman stuff. That is. Um. And the beauty is, being part of the human race, is that we're all able to tap into this. Yeah. It's almost untapped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a very new – well, it's not actually new, which is fascinating. A lot of the breathing techniques. The old is new again. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, it, it, it is, and we're talking about conventional medicine versus unconventional medicine. And um, with unconventional medicine, you've got a lot of the Eastern – medicine practices and and breathing and yoga and mm. and meditation um has just changed shape into prayer and church and mm. and, and things like that um but yeah in, in those states is where we get the greatest amount of power in ourselves mm. and like you said you're breathing like what what yeah I, I can actually learn to breathe in a way that produces this and mm. yeah you can and you experienced it. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, fascinating enough, we don't, like, we use Wim Hof as a way to help our leaders get into really great states to think better mm. um, and to change the mind. Someone asked me the other day, he's like, oh, is this all I need to do in order to keep, you know, keep everything feeling good? And, yeah. and, and it's like, it is all you need to do, but if you don't change the way your mind communicates to the body then you're just going to keep defaulting back and you're going to have to rely on this system to keep doing. And, you know, we probably did a breathing 40 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have 40 minutes every day. It's like, yeah. you know, why don't people go to the gym every day? Yeah, Time mm-hmm. is a big factor. So the idea of better every day is to own the mind, is to get your mind thinking in a way that serves you. Yep. So okay. long term, so you don't yep. have to rely. You don't. You don't feel this anxiety coming up, and then oh, I've got to take forty minutes to breathe and put myself in a euphoric mm. state. Okay, um, it's your default setting is optimism. Your default mm. setting is problem solving. Your default default thinking setting is gratitude. Mm. We know these things. We know gratitude is a healer. Mm-hmm. So it is. Um, yeah. So this this method. And the reason I, I bring that up is. It's not going to be your answer to all oh, your – it's not the magic pill it's not the that magic we, pill. we believe. But it's an awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It, and, and, and I've seen I've seen people diagnosed with terminal cancer heal themselves 
Um, wow. You know, when you okay. reached out to me around chronic pain, it, it was just an, you know, it interests me to go, okay, I like to find people. I was like, does this work on them too? Does this work? And everyone we come across, it mm. does. Mm. So it's um, it's a fascinating thing. You know, another, how long will it last? That's that's this weird dichotomy where I believe that you got to get inside the mind. If you don't get inside the way your mind is producing this chemistry mm. as a default setting, you're just going to keep reverting back. So, right. you know, right. has your pain completely healed? No. No. So that's where it's like, okay, it worked. It's like a bit of a Band-Aid solution to get you moving and, and stuff. But I do believe if you learn to tap into what's even more powerful than your breathing is, is your thinking. Mm. How you think. Yeah, and it has the power to get to get the ball rolling, get mm. the stone turning, which is so often um, what's needed for people to start the journey of whole body healing mm. is just a maybe it's a it's a feeling state. Um, it's a 20 minute feeling state every day that ex- it keeps extending mm. um, that turns the tide and allows them, gives them the strength um, to maybe make better decisions about their diet, maybe learn a bit more about different principles and in, in you know, employ those mm. things because when you're looking at changing a life, you know, upside down, you can't – and you're in a state of like, I, I hate my body and I can't get up in the morning. Yeah. It's way too overwhelming. But if I can start to, say, do some sort of breathing techniques – that just get me over the edge, turning that wheel and then starting so that I can start to make better choices. That's awesome. And it's interesting because we are feeling creatures. We Every behaviour we engage in is designed mm. to give us some kind of feeling, right? So, like, for example, if um, you can't stop eating the ice cream, even though you consciously like, I know this is not That's good exactly. for me to eat this every single day, but mm. I can't stop myself. I keep finding myself going to that fridge and opening up that fridge and going, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. Before too long, you're at the bottom of a leader connoisseur. And what what we're actually moving towards is the feeling of it's in, in biology, it's called dopamine. Mm. So we become a dopamine addict and it's a pleasure receptor in the brain. Mm. And... Unless we find a replacement for that dopamine, when we're in those unconscious states or we're in a bit of mental pain or physical pain, that is going to be the behaviour that shuts it off. Yeah, okay. And we're like, I don't want to do this, but you've trained your brain to get dopamine. So I was like, give it to me, give it to me, Mm. I want more. Mm. We become an addict of it. And we're all an addict of it. Mm -hmm. And even we don't, a lot of people don't like that term, but we're all addicted to something. And some addictions, like I've seen people exercise too much. Right. And that's their addiction, but it's too much. Right. Their body breaks down. Once their body breaks down, their 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 mentality goes, they become negative, they become mm. angry because they're not getting these euphoric states of endorphins and dopamine and then they might drink more. Okay, yep. Eat more chocolate, sit more mm. on the couch. Mm. Um, but what happens when you're in those states? Mm. You start thinking more. Mm-hmm. And you start asking questions like, oh, why is this happening to me? And the story starts going down that way and you experience it more and more and more. Like, And that is the power of the brain. Mm. 
you know, there, I, I, I do quote the Bible a lot um, around because there's some really cool philosophies and lessons. And, mm. you know, as a man thinketh in his heart of heart, so is he. And, yep. and in, from a neuroscience point of view, what you think about mostly activates this system in your brain called your reticular activator system. And this system is your focus point. So right. if you think about pain all the time, what do you see more of? Pain. If you think more about gratitude, what do you see more? Gratitude. Yeah. And I'll give a, a simple exercise. I worked with this these these this couple. Yeah. Um, amazing, successful business entrepreneurs, but they were struggling with themselves. And the wife came to me and was like, oh, I, th- I think I want to get a divorce. And I was like, man, are you kidding me? You guys have got beautiful kids. Like, I was surprised. It knocked me off my perch. And then and she actually said, you know, we, we, we're, not, we're never intimate. We haven't had sex in two years. Mm. And so I just started hearing her story around it. And, you know, everything she was saying about her husband was like, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. So all of it was like, yeah. I'm not getting mm. what I think I need. Mm. And... So I just asked her, I was like, let's do this simple exercise this week. Let's train this reticular activator system. Because I knew this husband and he was really cool. He was a really good dude. And and from my perspective, I was like, man, unless he's beating you up behind closed doors and there's something that's really, right. really odd. It's like, it seems like a quality I, guy. I, I think it's more inside what she's focusing on. So we did this simple exercise. And all the exercise was every morning, get up. I want you to answer this question. What are the three things that I love about my husband this week? And so she gets up and she did them. She was an action taker. There's only fortune through the follow through. So she gets up and she does this exercise for seven days. Do it for seven days. You've got 21 things that you love about your husband. And I said, you know, try not to make these things up. You know, look for them. Look for them. Write them down. Yeah, okay. After three days, they'd had sex twice. (laughs) After three days. After three days. After seven days. She came back to me saying, I'm more connected with my husband than I have been in 10 years. Wow. Now, and you might go, wow, how do I get that in my relationship? Well, the truth is look for the things that you want, not for the things you don't want because this reticular activator system Mm. will go looking for them. Mm. So focus on the things that they're already doing for you and you'll see more of them. And when you see more of them, you get the feeling of love. Mm. And then you want to move more towards hanging out with that person. Mm. No one wants to hang out with a person that's pissing them off. <laughs> no one. And we all go in that state. We all piss each other off. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. So, you know, those simple things of focus, this how the brain works, how the story coding works inside our mind is what will govern that behavior of eat the chocolate, get off the couch. Now, then the question is, if I'm in that pain, how do I move? Well, you know, motion creates emotion. As soon as you start moving, okay. motivation, you know, motivation's a myth in my opinion because it's never there when you need it. Mm. <laughs> like motivation's easy when you're feeling good. It's yeah. when you don't feel good is the hardest. If you do just go, you know what, the one thing I am able to do is lie on a couch and do these breaths mm. – Will I be able to get off the couch and be more motivated? 100%. Yeah. Yes. It will give you that moment. Mm. And then it's like going to the gym. 
You can't go to the gym once a year and expect to be strong. No. There is a repetition, 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 and people don't like that because of this big pill, give it to me, I want it now, mm. um, philosophy, but that's not strengthening your body. you got to do the work. Mm. And, and, and this is a real opportunity. Like for me, I've had to flip my mind and think this is not um, this health challenge that I've been through. It, this is not my Achilles heel. No. It could be if I focus on it as being my Achilles heel, as being my weakness, as being my barrier to the life that I want. I I, I could flip this and say this is this is my God-given opportunity to overcome, dig deep, overcome, and be a better human being because of it. So if you can frame it like that, uh, that's you are winning, right? In, in psychology, it's called the art of reframing. Mm is to take an experience and see it in the polar opposite of each other. So if I can be down and out by it, the law of polarity states, mm. that I, it's also a gift and a blessing. It's my choice of what I focus on. Now, if we focus on the gift and the blessing, well, what are you going to experience? Mm. More of gift, gift and, and blessing. blessing. Mm. Who doesn't like to be blessed, right? Mm. And But if I focus on the downside... Mm. I'll get more of that because that's where my mind is going. Mm. So then, you know, the question begs for a lot of people because people are starting to awaken by the science and going, okay, well, how does this actually all transact into mm. the body? Because mm-hmm. I know you had science on there, but I'll, I'll yeah. just go there for now. So, yeah, yeah. Because um, there's not just the feeling state, the no. that flow state and the pain relief and stuff. There's science beco- behind how it affects all your systems of your body, right? Every, immune system, digestive. Everything. So if we want to simplify it, because it's a very complex conversation that humans are still trying to find out. And, mm. and, and that's the scary thought is that. There's a lot we don't know, and that scares the shit out of people. Mm. Going, oh man! So what if I take this tablet? Maybe it doesn't work. I don't know. Or if I get cancer, maybe that doesn't work. Well, there, there's so much that we don't know around it. But what we do know is that the states, and this is the beautiful part, is that cortisol, which is a very common hormone, stress hormone, stress hormone that people know now, and cortisol is a system that serves the body. Only if, like a, 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 you know, you, you need to survive and and act real quick, like a lion's chasing you, and mm. you're going to die. Or you know, in in earlier days, now if someone's in your house, they're breaking into your house. You need this system. It's going to mm. really help you react very fast. Well, there, there's actually five reactions from it. Yeah, there's flight, freeze, feed. Um, there's breed, but it's yeah. F-U-C-K, I don't know. <laughs> <Five>. <laughs> um, and what have I said? Fight, freeze, flee, fuck, and um, freeze it. I'm missing one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're either going to run or turn or out, flight. 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 I miss flight. flight. So flight. you're going to run. Mm. And so it's a really good system. Now, the, the, the downside of this system is that when it's in our blood system, mm. Seven seconds of having cortisol in your system, your IQ, so your ability to think rationally, halves. Yes. So okay. right I, I now, experienced that yeah, entirely. So if, if you've got brain fog, we talked about this. That's yeah. too much cortisol. It's yeah. too much inflammation. And so many people have, Damien, that, that are oh, in this health. because I, I think cortisol is the biggest killer on the planet. Right. 
We need it, but we right. have too much of it. So, okay, well, how do I have it in the corporate world or, you know, to-do list, deadlines, even that word deadline, mm. <laughs> like the word, the language of it's no good, but mm. deadline, emails, it, these things are grabbing our attention at such overwhelming speeds yeah. that our system's overloaded with this cortisol. Right. So we're dumber. Um, we're dumber. We become very acidic. Yeah. And in states of acidic, our immune system shuts down. So we're more compromised. Our immune system's more compromised of getting sick. Okay. So for those who don't know, being in a state of acid or acidic state is really where disease comes from. Is that what we're I'm not going to say all disease, but what we – because it's not conclusive. I wouldn't Mm. speak in absolutes. If someone was to ask me my opinion, I believe that – it, all disease comes in a state of acidity. Okay. More than alkaline. Like mm. alkaline is about oxygenated blood and oxygenated muscles and mm. oxygenated brain. If you think of the, the the gas oxygen, well, without that one ingredient, none of us exist. Right. Every cell in our body is now dead. Mm-hmm. So oxygen is needed. It's not like... And then water's the next one, right? We're made of 75% of water. Cortisol takes all the oxygen and the water out of the cells. Uh, so right. we shut down. All the blood moves to the outsides. Mm-hmm. We get the pins and needle feeling. Yep. So if all the blood's on the outside of our hands and our feet, then it's not in our brain mm. and it's not in our digestive system and it's moving away from the heart. Why does the body do that? Because it thinks it needs to fight. Mm. So it needs all its blood in the areas that's going to keep it surviving. If I need to fight, run, flee, feed, or fuck. Mm. Versus when I'm in a a, a homeostasis state where I feel my best, all the digestion goes back to the middle, oxygenates the digestive system, Mm. the heart, and I don't need it as much in my outer limbs. Okay. And so all the oxygen is is very rich in the center of our bodies and not as rich on the outside of our bodies. Beautiful. Okay. That explains that. So how does these how do these breathing techniques help to induce this? Great what's, question. What's happening? So what we're training here is called your paras uh, your autonomic nervous system. And what your autonomic nervous system is is anything these genius scientists, by the way, come up with this word, anything that happens automatic. Beautiful. So autonomic nervous system, your heart rate, your digestive system, how your cells grow and die, mm. um, how your ner- neurons fire mm-hmm. and go through your body. Um, it's happening all automatically. You don't have to ask for it. Yep. Okay. It just does it. Okay. That's the autonomic. Okay. Um, so the only thing that we have conscious control over is the way that we breathe. Now, breathing is the only behavior attached to that system that is voluntary and involuntary, meaning you don't have to think about breathing. Okay. You're just going to do it. Mm. Um, but you can think about it. And what we've learned around breathing techniques to the nervous system is – it is the gateway to influence the rest of this system. Mm. So the breathing unlocks it okay? because you can consciously breathe. So, for example, if you if a car's about to hit you and it comes at you, all of us 
are going <clears> to <throat> take a breath in. And that breath in and that short, sharp breath is influencing this nervous system. Mm. If we're about to, if we're with our kids and, and you're playing with them and you're, oh, I love you so much. It's like this exhale, like, ah, oh, mm. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm influencing my nervous system in that space. Mm. Yep. And then the question comes, okay, well, if I consciously start managing the way that I breathe, then can I influence the chemistry that's produced from this system? And the answer is yes. And how do we know? And this is where the personal thing is. Experience, feeling is experience. You've got to experience it to go, whoa, I am feeling Mm. amazing. People come up with different words. Mm. I feel happy. I feel excited. I feel love. I feel, and then you can feel myself. Yeah. What's your mind doing? Well, I'm not thinking. So that's no mind. That's experiencing. the goal. Yeah. Um, and right now, the thinking is not overriding this system to go, I'm in anxious stress mode mm. or I'm in sleep mode. Mm. Right? Some people come to us and they just want to, they, they just got no motivation. Mm. So what that's telling us about this nervous system is you're just conditioned to this. So there's the autonomic nervous system. There's two points. There's a brake and then there's a gas pedal. The brake okay. is called the parasympathetic nervous system. The gas pedal is called the sympathetic nervous system. Okay. In the parasympathetic nervous system, we're in rest, sleep. Um, that is where healing lives. Okay. In the sympathetic state, we've got action and, and getting things done and and a lot of, you know, a lot of energy. Mm. Um. So if you're too conditioned on this sympathetic, you're prone to anxiety. You're always tense. As soon as you try and go to rest, you feel awkward, which mm-hmm. you might be sitting there trying to sleep going, I can't sleep. My mind doesn't stop. You know, I'm up and down and wake up badly. Well, that's just an indicator that you're, you're too conditioned for this sympathetic state mm. um, versus I can't get off the couch. I can't do anything. I never get anything done. Well, you're too conditioned in this parasympathetic state. Okay. And to explain conditioning, it's like going to the gym. If you want strong muscles, you go on bench press, bench press, bench press, bench press Mm. to condition your muscles. Mm. The more you do it, the more conditioned they are. Okay. So what's the ultimate? So we don't want to sort of just be in any any one entirely. It's this really, and I'm not going to say balance because I don't believe in balance. I believe in, in harmony. Okay. If you want to be a high performer, you, you're going to be more living in the sympathetic state. But we we see a lot of high performers are, are, are walking a tight line of burnout. Mm. It's like going to the gym and pushing yourself and you know, to the point you could drop the weight on yourself. Mm. If you drop the weight on yourself, you're probably not coming back tomorrow. Mm. And, and this is what happens with high performers is learning where is that limit for me? Mm-hmm. And don't go beyond it. Don't go too far beyond it. Like don't put 200 kilos on a bench press when you know you can only lift 50. Mm. That's going to break you. This is the better everyday philosophy. Put 51. And then the law of compound, that'll turn into 55 and that'll turn into 75 and that, and you get a bit of compounding effect without breaking down. Um, Yeah. So harmony. It depends where you're at in your life. For you, for for someone, I I think your listeners are, are dealing with chronic pain, really starting to condition your body to stay in the state of parasympathetic. 
mm. which is rest, healing, and learning to trigger it. And you trigger it through oxygen, water, sleep, types of movement, right. food. Right. Wow. We can, we can really look at the biology of it. And I think we meant gut health. My wife, um, she she's one of the co-founders of Better Every Day Project, and she really specializes in gut health okay. and functional medicine. And she brings that sort of uh, dynamics to the table. Mm. And there's amazing research around that. Mm. But again, I will say if you don't change the mind, you're not going to own the system. Mm. You're just becoming reliant on eating good foods. What happens if good foods aren't available for you? Mm. You know, some people are scared of famine. Yes. Imagine if you're not. Imagine never being scared of famine because you, you don't need it. You're like, all I need is a mind. Right. That's it. If you believe that. Wow. And that reminds me of some of the Wim Hof stuff where he's done, well, he's done marathons in a desert without any water. Yeah. He's climbed Everest a few times with no no shirt on. Yeah, board like, shorts. I Everest. say that. I don't know how to say that other than just how I, I said you, it, I but that I, is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about Wim Hof. I went and studied with him and, and how I got there because I, I was mastering the mine. And yeah, the, please tell. Know, business, been in business for uh, 12, 15 years and- you know, sometimes we need our own advice and I was pushing myself too much. I was um, pushing myself for professional boxing and then pushing myself, um, you know, to compete in jiu-jitsu. And then I also had a business that was running and then kids came along. Like it it just it, – it got the better of me, to be honest. I had a breakdown and was able to change the way I thought, but the – like I, it had come back and, and then I was noticing that I was just – more negative and and paranoid um a lot and i i couldn't turn it off like long term it was just and and the longer i left it the more it built up built up where i couldn't sleep mm. even my wife was like man what you know what what is going on with you and this is what this is about 5 years ago and i i honestly i my body was in pain all the time mm. um i was probably developed i felt like i had gout with some of the doctors but what actually happened in what I was diagnosed with was induced anxiety. And then as soon as I was diagnosed with that, I was like, okay, that's a lot of cortisol, too much cortisol in my system. My body's shutting down. There's nothing I can do to change it rather than, other than rest. But I didn't have time to rest. Mm. Little kids and mm. a business and, um, you know, got responsibility. So I stumbled upon this crazy Dutchman. And he was claiming that he had found a method that was tapping into this autonomic nervous system. And it, it, it's been deemed since the dawn of medicine mm. that we could never do that. All the literature is like, that's one thing we can't do. And so I was, I was intrigued. And I've never been someone that likes taking tablets, mm. you know, for anxiety and, and we can go into a storm of uh, personal reasons around that. But I've just never liked this Band-Aid solution or um, survival mode. I've, mm. I've, I've always been inspired by thriving. Mm. So I went and studied with this guy and he puts up this video of himself. So you went, where did you get? You that he came out to Australia. Okay. And and he does come out. Like he come, probably not right now, um, but he... It was the first time he did come out here, though. But he has done a, a couple of trips, and if if you can if you can get into one of his 
um, mm. programs. I, I I can't talk how high enough it is. Like wow. it, it's a game changer. So I walked in skeptical too. Funny enough, and you weren't going in there as a health practitioner or as not at that stage. This is for myself. Who, I was like, man, I I need to need find the answer. And, and and it goes back to that. I actually did tell myself that okay, this is my gift. That I've got to figure this out because people come and see me for you know high performance of, from the mindset side. Mm. But I'd never really ventured into, well, what about the biology side? And this was taking me down a tunnel that mm. I didn't expect to go. It was more out of mm. personal reasons. Okay. But I rock up. This guy's got a video of himself and it's he's climbing Mount Everest. You can't really see him because he's got like the GoPro on his head and it, and it's by himself. No GPS, nothing. Like oh, this is a dude just climbing Mount Everest. And it's it's like really, really misty. So you can't see anything. It looks like a whiteout. But he's walking and he's talking as well and you can hear him doing his breathing and and getting himself, you know, it, it heats your temperature. It's fascinating. What does but the breathing? The breathing, yeah. yeah. And um, so he's doing it, walking up, and then he comes across this group of about 20 people that are like full-on suited up wearing like, you know, the the, the proper thermal, the, the headgear, yeah, the would. oxygen tanks. And he sort of comes across these guys and they're taking – and then he shows you the photos that they took of him. And as he's coming out, it looks like – because he's got long hair and a beard. So these dudes are on like Mount Everest, right? Imagine this guy in yeah. board shorts that just sort so, of comes out of this whiteout mist looking like Jesus. Mm. He dead set looked like that. Long hair. You could just see this shadow. And I could just imagine those other climbers just like, am, am I dead? <laughs> like, is this – have I just died and have, right. have I got near? I didn't realise it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That this guy's come out in board shots. So, yeah, he's climbed Mount Everest in board shots. He takes expeditions where he does this as well. And, yeah, some of the some of the um, results this guy gets, like, and it's instant, right? Like I walked in there being probably probably battling in hindsight for 18 months, but I was ignore. I wasn't, you know, my, my idea was I don't have anxiety. It can't be anxiety. Mm. I actually thought I was... I was the, – the thought was that I was sick, like cancer or something was happening, and that's where my focus went, and that, yeah. that made me even more anxious, yeah. right? Like, that's I'm a like, when are they going to find it? And, and um, you know, having access to some pretty cool doctors that we've worked with, they were testing my body, and finally it was someone that said anxiety. Anyway, I walked into this, sceptical, walked out feeling the best I'd felt ever, and had been in five degree water where my nickname was um, human thermometer because I'd get cold at the drop of a hat, um, where I could sit in there and control my temperature. And from that moment, and the amount of push ups and stuff I was doing, I was hooked. I was I was really intrigued. Wow. So it just sent me on this really deep tunnel, and I practiced it religiously every day with cold showers for at least six months. Mm. But it, it was so instant, the shift, um, the way that I felt. It's like I just turned anxiety off. Mm. I went from battling for 18 months to going, it didn't exist anymore. Yeah. So I was hooked. Yeah. And But now I, I think you asked me that, eh? Do I practice it all the time? No. I, I breathe. I do a breathing exercise every single morning. Yeah. And there, there is a reason why around setting my system up for the day. Mm. Um, and, you know, when we're sleeping – 
we, we actually, our breathing pattern does become more parasympathetic. And I want some good energy when I get in the day. So I, I reset my nervous system every morning. 10 minutes. Okay. Takes 10 minutes. That, that, that 10 minute ritual has what's basically taken us around the globe for consulting. Wow. Is that's what, that's what people really come back to us because it's efficient and it's quick. Right. Can we get an insight into what this ritual is? Yeah. Yeah. We, if your listeners want to, we're happy Please. to send it out. Yeah. Um, it's around, it's following the whole, the formula of health being oxygen, water, sleep, micronutrients, and movement. Okay. Yeah. Okay? You, you harness that in your cells, you feel awesome. So the first thing you, you do when you get up in the morning is you have room temperature to lukewarm water with lemon to start the system of alkalizing. Okay. And um, the lemon does the alkalizing. The it's lemon the alkalizing helps, agent. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So you're just, you're just starting to compound it. So you do that first. Water with lemon. Okay. Not only does that bring you to a mindful behavior of health mm. and, and a presence, what we actually get our clients to do as well is to, to turn your smell on too. It's a great sense to get you present. And so you smell the lemon and you sort of have – 30-second moment of drinking 500 mils, 250 to 500 mils. Basically, we should be clear. Then we start breathing techniques, and there's so many of them you can do. Mm. Wim Hof is my favorite, personally. It's fast. It's intense. Um, but like everything, there's an upside. There's also a downside. If you do too much of it and you stimulate your nervous system too much, then you're actually going to cause yourself anxiety, mm. and you can't switch off. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really important to okay. connect with your body. Yep. How do I feel right now? If I'm if I'm ready to go, it'd be a different breathing technique. But with the Wim Hof, three rounds, thirty breaths. Um, hold your breath. It's it just detoxifies your brain as well, alkalines your brain, and a good telltale is that you can hold your breath for long periods of time. Mm. Um, like I think you mentioned, you held your breath for. Yeah, uh, well, well, I've got an update. Yeah. I held my breath for three and a half minutes the other day. Three and a half minutes. So what, Two what days that's ago. I started me. off with like one minute, right, when you did it for me. Yeah, it was I like think one minute, one and a half. first breath, so I normally test someone before we even start the breathing was mm. 25 seconds, mm. which all that's telling you is you, you've, your cells aren't holding as much oxygen as they could. Mm. So what are they holding? Because mm. they've got to have something. Well, yeah. Right? So right. What are they holding? Carbon dioxide, which okay. is a heavier energy, uh, right? Like if you get in a pool, you <gasps> hold your breath, you float to the top. If you breathe it out, you become heavy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be motivated, being heavy ain't going to help you. Mm. Carrying 20 kilos, it's heavy. It's mm-hmm. harder to get moving. When you feel light and you're bouncy, that's easier to do the things you need to do when you feel better, right? So when you can hold your breath for three and a half minutes, what that's telling us is there's just so much oxygen in your cells, you don't even need to breathe. Mm. So we're just very oxygenated rich. There is a guy that challenges a lot of uh, Wim Hoths. He's got some really good stuff as well. Um, he wrote a book. I can't think James of James Nestor? No? The Oxygen Advantage. It's oh, okay. No, I'm talking about Really, really good. Think, yeah. So- he he argues, and he, he's actually right. So our blood will generally stay at 90% mm. 
you know, very high oxygen rich. And it has been claimed that the Wim Hof method will increase the blood level in your blood. And it's like, well, we don't really need that. The what level? The the blood level, uh, the oxygen level okay. in, in your blood. We don't really need that. But where we do need it is in our muscles. Okay. And so the blood then gets a osmosed into the oxygen and in, into the uh, muscle tissue and keeps them active. The more you go, and you would have experienced this, when you, you can get into these like un, you know, uncontrollable um, shakes. Yeah, shakes, yeah, yeah. Shakes, yeah. like yeah. your muscles are twitching with so much oxygenated energy. And by the way, when people are like, I need more energy, oxygen is energy. Oxygen gets converted to combustion, and okay. combustion is what in, in science is the yeah. mitochondria between cells. It gives us... Our metabolism. Yeah, and that's big <laughs> like, demo for, for people with autoimmune, um, energy. IBD. Yeah. Energy is just – when, you got, when you, your gut's all messed up and operate, operating, the energy, mate, is just not there. You're yeah, just, you just and, – and if your gut's not working, here's the other issue as well, is that your food that you eat doesn't become bioavailable anyway. Mm. You, you actually, you know, get it out of your body without absorbing it. Mm. And that's a problem. That's where intravenous drips is very helpful. Mm. Vitamin C straight into the bloodline mm. and all your micronutrients. You can do that. I, ha- okay. I I actually did that two weeks ago. All right. Um, by I can't think of the company, but Drip mm. IV. Okay. And they come to your house and they pump you full of micronutrients straight into your blood system. Wow. And that was cool and definitely made made a difference. But um, yeah, so. You know, with with uh, Wim's method, it is about oxygenating your your muscle tissue, mm. and and at the end of the day, it's your muscles that move you. Mm. Without muscle, we can't move, mm. and okay. then without the system to tell the muscle to move, then that muscle won't move. So then it goes all the way back, and yep. then you know you can get brain injuries that shut down the parts of your brain where your fingers won't move or mm. it shuts that system off. So there is a, a gateway back to again, and this is my opinion of the mind. The mind is the control system. Mm. Learn to control it and you learn to control the rest of the system. Okay. So there's potential power there to unlock unlock your body at a, at a much higher performance rate Yeah, all the systems. Yeah. And you know, fascinating what I said is sort of new now, new science, but we've been doing it for years. How old are you? 38. Did you ever, yeah, so similar. Did you ever study um, Vietnam? Uh, war, the war? Yeah. No. Um, I don't know, have you ever seen the images of the monks that burn themselves alive? Yes. Yeah, crazy. Now, if, if you've ever actually watched it, which is crazy, and you can with YouTube these days, but if you mm. go on and watch it, you'll see these monks and then they're burning alive with no pain. Like they're not... They're not giving us the indication they're in pain because mm. the indication would be ah, and screaming, mm. right, if you're burning alive. They're not. And it's like, well, how the hell can they get them in a state where they're not? And see, mm. that's the thing. Monks have been practicing this stuff for eons to get in a state of absolute presence where pain doesn't exist. How does pain not exist in presence? 
Because your mind is is so in this known mind, right? Like it's euphoric. You don't think if you if you it's think not that about you can't it, right? feel anything though, right? Is it, is it just how it you off. frame it? Yeah, or? it's just they they turn off. Well, the science around with the I mean? breathing it breaks down the protons in the pain. That's why you can get in freezing cold water, mm. and you you're hypersensitive, but you don't feel the cold go deep into your bones. But you're aware that the cold's there, right? Yes. Um, but it doesn't hurt where if you get in there in the cold without oxygenating yourself, it, it go it feels like a vice into your bones. Yes. It hurts. Yes. And so what you're doing is your your system is breaking down brown fat to keep the temperature, internal temperature at what it needs to be. So you're aware the outside temperature is cold. Yeah. And so I assume with the monks is the same thing. They're in such a state of mind that They've learned the ability to turn off that it's actually burning them to death. Wow. Which is crazy. And they believe, yeah. they believe to their heart of hearts, as a man thinketh in his heart of hearts, so is he. They believe in reincarnation. Mm. So death's never final. Okay. It's just part of the process. They actually believe that pain is beautiful as well. So when you believe that, you wow. don't experience pain as suffering. So you know, pain pain's a non-negotiable part of life mm. and growing and you know, growth pains. And yep. my son had grow growing pains the other day. Um so pains are non-negotiable, but suffering is optional. Optional. And it's how we see it. How we see the pain and go, Oh my God, that's hurting. Then it intensifies. Yeah. Is there a there's somewhat of um there's two things happening there. There's how we're framing the pain. So we're not framing it. Okay, it's discomfort. It's there. We're not pushing it away. We're not pretending it's not there. Um, but we're, in a sense, observing, being the observer and Good word. and not framing It's discomfort. But I'm going to almost be curious about it. Mm. Right? It's Yeah, be curious and, and become the observer. We call it being the observer of your mind. Like observe it. As external thoughts, like yeah. it, there's a skill set to it as well. It sounds a bit airy fairy, mm. but there is a skill set. Um, but what we what what we're actually when we go back, I'm really interested in biology. But oxytocin is this hormone that gives us superpower. And what we do know about the Wim Hof method is we can we can biohack it. We can hack it into our system. Yeah, and that's the euphoric doing heaps of push ups, healing okay. hormone. Um, is oxytocin the the love? One. Love, trust, passion, yeah. Yeah. purpose. Yes. That's oxytocin. So, so when we were doing the technique a couple of weeks ago, you talked about at this certain point where you hold. And, and, thing, and we're getting there. Um, yeah, we're going to do, do that We're going to do right? it. But, yeah, perinephrine um, right, yeah, from your adrenal glands. It, and yeah. You said oxytocin, that to think about. which is quite time. interesting, is a stress hormone like cortisol, but cortisol is designed for fight and flight and, and, mm. and stuff like that. Oxytocin is, is designed – for life creating. Mm. So, for example, the other from F a, word. No. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, from an um, anthropological state, like, yeah. you know, how we've evolved yeah. as mammals is um, oxytocin is what mothers get a big surge of when they're giving birth. And you've had kids. Mm. Like it's a, it's a, it's very animalistic <laughs> like mm. to watch the pain. But it's not just the pain on the night. It's the pain for nine months. Mm. It, there's so much going on that's crazy. Now, what would make 
a human being want to do that again? After all the pain you see. Some, some chemical. Which is oxytocin. It becomes super human that mm. when it goes through the body, and we do know that the baby should be laid skin-to-skin contacts, great mm. oxytocin release. Mother-baby uh, bond yep. gets that released. All of a sudden, their brain does not remember any of the pain. It doesn't even feel the pain. They look like they're in pain, and you can have hip. Nodic birth that I know people have done. Yeah, my wife been, did that for a second. Well, there and you it go. was a it was powerful, incredibly stuff. beautiful experience. Um, yeah, but they want to go back and do it, and then it doesn't rest there. Like I, I actually think, and we, you know, I've worked with thousands of different people, and the hardest time in people's lives, as in when you're really time poor and sleep poor, is when you've just had a baby <laughs> because mm. they don't sleep. You know, they they need you for everything. But not, you know, sometimes you get up and we've got postnatal depression and things like that. But very, very rarely do you get into a state where you want to throttle your baby to die. You might have Mm. that thought, Mm. um, but rarely do people act out on it. Mm. But sleep deprivation can cut off oxytocin. Mm. So that's where someone can act out some malicious behavior that, you know, makes us all be like, how did that happen? How Mm. could you do that to your kid? And I guarantee you they weren't really wanting to do that. It was so animalistic that Mm. cortisol made them do something that you can't take back. Irrational. Mm. One thing we know about humans is they are irrational. Mm. And so oxytocin is this hormone that makes us want to love more, makes us want to give more, makes us want to trust more. Um. So, you know, in the season we're in at the moment, lockdown, mm. human contact is one of the biggest triggers of oxytocin, which is trust. Where at the moment you're isolated, we're in a pandemic, we're in a virus pandemic, but the pandemic, the long-term effect of people's psychology and the way that they feel, mm-hmm. we're just starting to see that now. And, yeah. you know, I was working with some really high-level um, executives that are pushing the limit like they're doing 17 hour days they love what they do too um but they're in parts of the country in the world where it's lockdown so they can't go and recharge by going for a walk on the beach and all these things and they this was what our session was i was like you know i can't go and walk on the beach or do the things that i'd normally mm. go to the gym do the things that would normally light me up and keep me going and as i said we're stuck in this place but the reality is like when when the external world doesn't look right, mm. that's the time to go into the internal world and close your eyes and and really charge yourself up mm-hmm. mentally and physically. And the more you do that, then the external picture actually changes as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always love using role models like Nelson Mandela. Look what that guy did for humanity. Mm. Now, that guy was in prison for 30 years in a cell that was, you know, mm. two by four metres or something. Mm. Like you could stretch your arms across it. Where he lived for 30 years. And when you hear his story, you know, how did that guy come out of prison after 30 years, not only forgive the guys that put him there, but love them enough to invite them to work with him? And, you know, yeah, it's incredible, that, that's eh? superhuman. Yeah. You know, to forgiveness. Yeah. It's crazy. But what he talks about is for 30 years he would sit there and meditate on it. 
He went to the internal game. And when you can master that, the external world, you can do some crazy stuff like Nelson Mandela. And if some people are listening, you could be it for Crohn's disease, you know, like Mm. you, like you said, it's your gift. Mm. Just because it's painful Mm. doesn't mean it has to suffer. Like take it and exactly. enrich it and, and then give it and, yeah. and morph it into something you can leave on the planet Yeah, to make it better. Yeah, and use your, your, your pain as your the teacher. The teacher. Yeah. Pain is a great teacher. And um, it, it almost seems, if that's a new concept and you haven't kind of heard that before, that can seem quite rude um, and unsympathetic. But you've kind of got no other choice. Well, like, that's really. It. I was going to say, what are the choices you stay. got? What's, what's yep. the alternative? You can, you can, you can stay in that state and be pissed off and angry about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I said to people, how motivated can you be when you're angry and pissed off? Mm. Like, change no, is hard at, at the best of times. Mm. So the idea is to learn how to make your brain focus on the gifts. So like I mentioned, when I was induced anxiety, like I couldn't even drive a car at one point. I thought it was a brain aneurysm. Um, and this is, you know, a guy that, you know, I was the guy that people would get in to help the burnout human being, like the athlete. And you were burning uh, out. And, and heart surgeons. You know, there was high-level people coming to me for advice and all of a sudden I was the guy that needed the help, which put me even in more denial. I did not put my hand up for, yeah. for 18 months. Yeah. And it literally sent me broke as well. Like I was I was not in a good place. It was a scary wow. scary time. But going to the inside game is the thing that changed me. Mm. Wim Hof, that's why I'm a big advocate of it. Mm. Um like I said, it's not it's not we don't we don't run Wim Hof sessions. Mm. It's not a money Monetizer thing. It's actually, I think it's it's a gift. That's what I love about Wim Hof. Actually, he he's not a monetized guy. You see him. He's got board shorts and no shoes and mm. t shirt. Like he's sixty five years old. Mm. He he just loves to see people be be themselves, be strong, yeah. be, be authentic, and and goes, hey, you've got this. You don't need to buy it in a tablet form. Mm. You're carrying it with you every day. Yeah. I, I see him like a, uh, he's got that passion to help people be human. That's it. Yeah. Again. Better humans for a better humankind. That's our mission at Better Every Day oh, Project. Well, that was a good segue, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, uh, and what we mean about better humans is people that can be themselves, mm. equality, something we believe in, mm. and health. Health is, health is the foundation. Of life, yeah, and, and performance. If you don't know that, you you probably haven't been unwell. <laughs> that's it. That's a that's a good dichotomy. Hey, when you know, why do we have to wait until we're unwell to get ourselves up and chase health? But it's fascinating to watch. Like you don't need to wait. Some people are forced into it, like you. You're forced. Yeah. Which, but we also don't know what's possible either. I think we, you're talking about. Um, you know, we, we've been taught to just survive, and if we haven't got some sort of aggravating pain or or something that we know that's really wrong, we're not, you know, uh, we're, we're then okay. Mm. And we're not realising that actually we're here and we, we could be thriving. Yeah. And we're not reali- we don't realise what's really possible. Exactly. And yeah, we, we definitely have a limited ability of thinking mm. from our environment 
um, it's interesting you said pain is your best teacher, which is true. Pain is one of your best teachers, right? It, it brings awareness and it does. You, it's you, like a you, you're there. You're, yeah. It's like a line in the sand moment, you're like boom, shit. Yep, I'm, I'm taking notice. So mm. it's a great teacher. It's also one of the best motivators. Is that um, absolutely? Yeah, you know, being a motivational speaker and people—that's what we consult on. Is how to get people motivated. It's always like if if you know motivation's always there. Is it just depends how you look at the task in front of you. If and I give this analogy all the time. If you were guaranteed a million dollars, that's like a pleasure motivator, the carrot, and all you had to do was run from Sydney, uh, run from the Gold Coast where we are, and you got to run all the way down to Melbourne. But you can't rest, you can't sleep, you just got to keep going. Now, how confident are you that you're going to get there? A uh, million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'd give it a red hot crack. So you give it, that's, a, that's the answer everyone always gives. I'll give it a red hot crack. <laughs> How confident are you to get there? Is, oh, I don't know, right? So you, you start out on your track and then the legs start hurting. You get hungry. You need some water. No, no, you can't rest. You've got to keep going. First day. Once the pain starts setting in, all of a sudden you're like, does this million dollars really worth it? Like, do I really like right now i'm in some serious pain i right. can't Am i, I can't kill walk. myself I'm in bleeding. the yeah. my feet are killing me i just need some 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 rest and so right now it's like this this like i just can either keep going until i pass out and die which most humans have a breaking point not most we all have a breaking point <laughs> versus if i grabbed your daughter Avi, what what do you got boys uh, two, two daughters, daughters and daughters. if two, i grabbed your daughter and i pointed this very – I'd never do this, but just mm. imagine I pointed a gun to your daughter's head and I said, all right, Ben, you have to run from Gold Coast to Melbourne, no sleep. How confident are you you can get there? I'll be getting there, wouldn't I? And that's always the most response. So pain and pleasure mm. is what moves us. Pain can move us in a direction that I'm going to do whatever it takes. That's a great strength. I'm going to do whatever. I, I will climb mountains. When there's a big enough why, I'll find the way. I'll find the how. Versus the carrot, you know, it's all good, the idea of having a million dollars, but once you're out on that journey and there's painful times, and remember, pain's non-negotiable. When those painful times set in, if I'm just relying on that million bucks, the pain will feel heavier at some point mm. where – it's easier to just give up because I just got to yep. deal with the pain that's in front of me. Yeah. You know, so we do more for others. You you take anyone, any child, if it's yours, and you look at them and go, I'm doing this for you, you watch what happens to your motivation. You What happens to your pain? It doesn't exist. I'm going to find a cure for chronic illness, whatever I do, and I'm going to do a podcast so that yeah. when – and you, you focus on that why so much and others – Pain will start feeling less and less mm. and less. Why? Because that's oxytocin. Mm. Okay. Do what that's you love. That's the power of oxytocin. That's the power of oxytocin. We can hack it, mm. but neurologically from the brain point of view, it's what we focus on. Okay. So my experience, can I share a bit about my experience? I'd love to going, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, and then if we can do a breathing exercise Done. as well yeah. um, to – to show people how it's done and, and maybe share a bit about how what they can do yeah. now by themselves. Yep. Yeah.
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Everybody Knows. I so hope that you got as much out of hearing from my guest as I did. If you're enjoying my podcast on whichever platform you're listening, please consider rating it, leaving a review, or sharing it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. It kind of gives me a bit of a kick too. Thanks. Did you know that this podcast is also on YouTube? Search for Everybody Knows Ben Cleaver, haha, and you can watch the interviews in full HD video. Yeah. I'm uploading other videos there too of things I'm learning and doing to reach greater health. Everybody Knows is also on Instagram at everybodyknows.health and on Facebook as Everybody Knows Podcast. I'd love to connect with you there on whichever platform you use. Finally, this podcast was filmed, recorded and produced by Make Media Studio. Special thanks to my audiovisual engineer, Jose Biotto. Again, thank you for listening. See you on social or in the next episode. Be well and love your body like your life flows from it, because it does. <laughs>